Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 224. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. Good to see you. It's September 2022. Happy to be on. Proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, live here on Facebook or on iTunes or wherever you are taking in your podcast. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for being part of uh, Education Leadership Beyond. We are meeting an inspirational author today, a principal, a former college hoops player. Got a lot in common uh, in Pennsylvania here with me. I got a, I'm working on my pronunciation. In, in the Italians, uh, we don't have Bowermaster, but I'm working on that, Zach. Zach Bowermaster here. Uh, he's going to be our guest today, um, doing great things in Pennsylvania and beyond. And really wrote a, a motivating book, wrote an uh, inspiring book. My virtual background is blocking me a little bit, but here it is. Leading with a humble heart. And we're going to talk to Zach about that, about his writing and uh, his faith, certainly. So we'll get started with that in a minute. I do want to thank um, Habsies Cookies. They are sponsoring today's show. If you've been with me a while, you know Habsies has been with me a while, too. Zach's got three little kids, beautiful kids, and we're going to send them some Habsies cookies. Check them out. Discount code Marada15. And uh, the holidays are coming. The fall is coming. Pumpkin spice and all that good stuff. Uh, check out Habsies cookies. You can ship them to somebody. They're vacuum sealed. And literally, they are half cookies, and they are phenomenal. I want to thank my friend David Mafai for his company. And uh that discount code is Marada15. Check them out, HabsiesCookies.com. All right, it is show number 224. Happy to be with you, and let's get rolling. The opening concept here, uh, the pandemic's affected a lot of people in a lot of ways. And uh, some good things came out of it, but certainly a lot of bad. And one of the things, right, you stopped going to church in person. Uh, for those that know me, I, I volunteered in uh, Italy for a year with the Catholic Church. I thought about becoming a Catholic priest uh, and I, I knew my wife when she was 17 and we dated and uh, high school sweethearts and I, I went in a different direction, but I always felt that calling and I always uh, uh, kind of felt I could do the work through kids and schools and, and people, right? Living a good life and being a good person and trying to help others. And I kind of got out of the routine of going to church, uh, to be to be honest here, to be full disclosure and, and some vulnerability. And it's been tugging at me. Um, and I've started going back and, uh, um, you know, Zach, reading Zach's book here, Leading with a Humble Heart, really kind of refocused my uh, faith and kind of uh, opened my ears and eyes a little bit to maybe what I wasn't listening to. So, um if you are a servant leader, you serve in schools and uh, your faith, whatever your religion is, um, you know, listen, get there and listen and, and make those quiet times. Zach in the book talks a lot about making time for God, making time for prayer, making time uh, to have those deep thoughts. So um, I want to thank Zach for his writing and his book and, and certainly uh, uh, with Jimmy Casas and, and the work they're doing. So let's bring him into the show. Enough of me chit chatting. Uh, He's zipping over from school and, and, and running back to a school board meeting. There he is. Zach, welcome hey. to uh, Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Thank you very much. You got me hungry talking about those cookies, especially sending them to my kids. My kids know, and my wife knows this too. They hide they hide candy and cookies from me. I'll, I'll go after them. I'll look for them. But it's well, great be, be it'll, be addressed, it'll be addressed to you, so hopefully you get to open the envelope. All 
right, perfect. They'll, they'll be <laughs> wanting it, but I'm going to enjoy all. I, I eat desserts in bulk. <laughs> my, my wife says, I don't know the word. She always says moderation, Zach. I say, I don't know the word moderation. I'm all, I'm all in on the cookies. Well, you're all in on leadership. You're all in on writing. You're all in on your school. Uh, I want to welcome you to the program and, and certainly uh, thank you for making time uh, for that. Zach, we're going to get to know you over the show, but give a give a quick uh, introduction here for our audience. Yeah, very good. So Zach Bowermaster, I live in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the southern part of the county, Quarryville, Pennsylvania, born and raised. I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Carly, and we have three beautiful children, Olivia, who is 10, and she's in fifth grade, Elliot is, man, I forgot her age for a second there, seven and she's in second grade. Isaac just entered kindergarten. Uh, so my family means so much to me and I'm a firm believer in leading my family first. I never feel good if I know I'm not doing an effective job leading my family and I'm heading off to be uh, principal of Kissel Hill Elementary. And so I'm, I'm, I'm the proud principal of Kissel Hill Elementary School in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. And a little bit background on my education. I started as a high school social studies teacher, taught three years then five years as a seventh grade social studies teacher. My first admin job was a hybrid role as in a high school assistant principal in Mannheim Central. But I was also blessed, and this has been, a, it was a huge blessing to me. I was the K to 12 online learning coordinator. So coordinated the online instruction, which was huge during the pandemic. And then I served a, a one year as a assistant principal at Doe Run Elementary in Mannheim Central. And now I'm in my second year as principal at Kissel Hill Elementary. So that's a little bit about my family and my work. Like you said in the, the opening, I did, I love sports and played a lot of basketball growing up. So I, I played at Millersville and I saw it show two, two, four. My basketball number was 24. So I'll take it. Nice. There you go. Well, maybe we should have had you on 200 shows ago, but uh, I'm, glad, <laughs> uh, I'm glad we got you now. Zach, tell me uh, about getting started. You're in your second year um, at Kissel Hill. So what's different in year two than when you first started? Great question. And I think the biggest, obviously the, the impact of COVID is a little different as we start this year, but I think just seeing things through a second time, obviously once again, this year, my focus is on people and it certainly was last year, but I, I tell, I was telling a guy I worked with today, Mr. Mays, I said, you just sort of see things differently a second year through. And, and that's been great as you're working with the, the people, as you're working with the different programs, as you're connected with the families. So it's great to connect with the families. And, and we had a back to school night and just had a huge showing. And, and that's been a huge part of it, too. So I think just those connections that you build with the, the families, with the community, with the teachers and, and bringing that all together to keep the, the child at the center of it. So really been able to focus on how can we continue to grow and make things better? And a word I've been thinking about, like you can talk leadership all you want and have these, these great ideas, but how is it actionable? So I'm really trying to find ways to make it more actionable now, uh, whether that's following up, implementing things with PBIS, um, whether it's school culture, whether it's supporting a teacher, just really how can we take things and make them more actionable? That's a great word there, Zach. And I got my notepads. I got my I got my reminders. I got my walkie-talkie, all the tools we use. How, tell me about your role as a leader. How do you go about planning your day of, I'm going to do this in the first part of the day. I'm going to get these important items done. What is your scheduling uh, uh, manner to take action on those items? always a work in progress with this, but I think the first thing we can do is identify when we're at our best and when we're, we're freshest. 
For me, that's earlier in the morning. So if I need to do something with work that's creative, planning, I try to do that first thing in the morning where I can be most creative, where I can get some of that uninterrupted time. Mm-hmm. But as I do that, the method I use this this year is a little bit different. I've been using sticky notes. So I know what I need to do each day. And I have sticky notes sitting there on my desk. And once I finish that task, I'll go ahead and I'll throw that sticky note out. So that's been beneficial for me because I think it's important to realize as leaders, and, and I'll talk, I talk about that in my book, we want to try to find a way to control the first part of our day. And, and that's why I like to get up early. That's when I'm freshest. I know for other people that's later. But then as we dive into the day, that's when, when I need to be available for people. And that's where you're really being a servant and really helping support teachers and you're helping to support students because in the role of a principal, it changes every day. And as as I'm driving into that, even as you're driving in, sometimes you'll be getting phone calls and messages that of people who are going to be out that day. So so then you're aligning, you're getting people in the right spots to get the day up and running. I, I thought about this on my way up. So sometimes as a principal, the beginning of the day or whatever you're doing, it can seem so hectic. But I always picture the end of the day and saying to myself, it's okay. It was all okay. Like you get to that point where you get your day up and running. And sometimes you feel like, well, how's this puzzle going to fall together today? And you have great people around you. You work at it. That puzzle comes together. You get in the middle of the day. You're like, all right, we're working through it here. And, and at the end of the day, you're like, you know what? It was all okay. It, we might have to do that all again tomorrow, but it was all okay. And, and that's where, and then as you get throughout your day, you, you check the flow of your day. Are you really supporting a kid? Some days you can be in a behavior all day. Some days it might open up and you can get in through some walkthroughs, spend some time with teachers, with instruction. Uh, so those are some of the things I look at throughout the course of my day. I love it, man. Keep rolling, keep leading. And, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 important, uh, the role we do. Uh, Zach, I want to thank you for uh, getting me a copy of this book. And congratulations here. It's fantastic. Not only is the content great, the whole, it feels great. It's smooth. The <laughs> cover is beautiful. The colors. Yeah. Um, tell me, what, what was your inspiration here, uh, leading with a humble heart, a 40-day devotional uh, for leaders? Tell me about your inspiration here to write this book. Yeah, I, I've always been I've always been a journaler. I've always just sort of liked to spend that early time journaling in Scripture. And, and, and it was 2015, 2016. I actually, like, my life had always gone as planned. Things had gone well. I got married, went, uh, right, went to college, graduated, got married. Um, had kids. And in 2015, 2016, I actually started to battle. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was battling some anxiety and and I didn't know what it was. Um, And and it was just an off feeling. And I was like, man, I'm not feeling right. But I was trying to internalize it the whole time. Like, you know, I got to be strong. I got to be strong for my family. I got to be strong for my job. Um, But it was a, it was a tough year and I was really battling it mentally. But during that time, um, I really went to the scriptures. I went to the word of God. I was journaling. And and that was really a, a transformational time where even though it seemed like a really difficult situation, I know God was softening and shaping my heart for what was ahead. And so in my leadership, like as, as a dad, as a, as a husband, in my work as a principal, I'm a firm believer. And one of my mantras is it's all about people. And I, I like to think of the acronym and, and the P is prioritizing people. And the first person we need to prioritize is ourselves. And what we need to prioritize, exercise, nutrition, all of that's really good. But first and foremost, we need to prioritize our hearts. And, and for me, 
and, and it's certainly being in alignment with God's heart. I love thinking about David, a man after God's own heart. So when we have our hearts in the right spot to serve, we can go out there and serve our families. We can go out there and serve our schools and our families. But for me, it really starts with heart. And that's why that I, I love the verse about how, how Jesus would wake up early in the morning and find a quiet place to pray or Jesus crowds would be following him, but he would step away to be in solitude with with his heavenly father. And those are some of the th things I try to model and live out because I know how important it is for me to keep my heart in alignment so I can lead fruitfully others and I can give them my very best. Great stuff, Zach. How, uh, when did you realize I got a book here or I could write a book? When did that hit? Yeah. So I, st it was, it was actually in, in, I got, I got surgery on my foot. I had plantar fasciitis and I got surgery. Ooh. And so I was I was off for a couple of days, like a longer weekend. And, and I thought I had all these ideas like I, I, I read leadership books all the time. I listen all the time. There's so many great things. And I'm like, all these pieces are in the Bible. And I was like, how can I combine something where you have these leadership attributes, whether it be delegating, whether it be, um, you know, the concept of prioritizing people, servant leadership. And I, I thought, how can I combine those? So then I, then I just started to write and I, I hit a good flow writing. Like I said, early in the morning is when I'm most creative. So I, I just took some of these verses and I thought about personal stories in my life. A lot of it, there's a lot of different quotes from other people. There's quotes from podcasts. And then I tie that into some of those biblical stories as well. So then I, then I had this and, and I didn't know what to do with it. So I, I reached out to a guy I knew that had written some books and I said, hey, I have this, but now I don't know what to do. So we had some good conversations and I, I would love to give advice on, on different avenues to writing a book. And I'm sure you could as well. But then you talk about, are there literary agents? Do you reach out to you? Do you self-publish or not? So I had a great conversation just learning some of those things. And and then Jonathan Alsheimer, I, I shared like a preface of it on Twitter and there seemed to be a good response to it. And so I was communicating with him and he said, let me see, let me see if I can help out a little bit. And then a little bit later, I did have that. I had a message from Jimmy Costas saying he wanted to Man. meet him. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this culturized, this guy I've looked up to. He got the call from the big guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he sends me this message and he's like, hey, I'd love to meet. I hear you're working on something. Love to learn more about it. But if you don't want to, that's OK. He said something like that. I said, no, definitely. So we actually met the next evening. And there I have this meeting. I'm with Jimmy Casas. I'm with Jeffrey Zool. And, and I don't know. I, I know it's I know my work is faith based. And I know it's a specific like education audience publishing company. So I, I was like, I don't know where this will go. And so I just started asking questions and, and something Jimmy shared with me that I'll always take with me, even when I'm creating anything. He says, what's different about what you're working on? The, uh, the leadership market's flooded. The book market's flooded. A lot of people want to get books out there, but what's different about it? Like what's going to captivate an audience here? And that's something that has stood with me. And I think that's what caught Jimmy's attention as well. Hey, this, this book, it, it's different. It's a little bit different. Um, so that, that's a little setup then about how the book came to be. There was that time I wasn't sure exactly what to do. And then, you know, God is good. And he opened up some doors and there I meet with Jimmy and then he published it and they moved through the process very quickly. And it was, it was really neat to have a summer release at a time when people are, especially in education, it's not just for educators, but in education, when people are on a break, they're looking for some books, they're ready to gear up for another school year. So the timing of it worked out very well.
Yeah. Well, God's also a good uh, designer because the book is well put together. I love the short uh, kind of chapters. You don't feel burdened by a long yeah. one. Uh, day number seven, the generations to come. I love it. You tell a story about riding in the car overnight with your dad yeah. driving and talking and yeah. uh, learning from your dad. And, and now him, you know, giving you that skill about doing that, you taking your own family. Yeah. But then you talk about, you know, passing on your faith and, and good habits and, and all of that. Tell me about day seven, the generations to come. Yeah, it, that's so important. And, and and I think about it. And I'm so blessed. Like when I think about it in the opening book, in the opening, I dedicate it to my two late grandfathers who passed away within the last year. And I just think about those people in our lives, especially family that really, you know, set the tone say like that leadership, that faith that they really carried and they had people ahead of them and just really pass that down. There's so many things we can pass down to one another, but it's just so important to, to pass down that faith where, where I want my son. And, and I say that he's five right now. So sometimes I'll be with him one-on-one -on -one and I try to get really deep. And I said, I, I'm just like, Isaac, I, I want you to be a man after God's own heart. And I pray that you're a man after God's own heart. And um, and it's not just Isaac. It's it's with I tell my daughters, Olivia and Elliot, I dedicate it to them as well. And I just say, be different, like just be different out there. The world's going to tell you now what you should be and what you should do. And I just encourage them. I love the song by Micah Tyler. Be different. And, and I want to I want to pass that on to my kids, because I know my family, my parents, Scott and Susie, there hasn't been a day that that I haven't known Jesus. And I want my kids to experience that as well. And I want their kids and grandkids, Lord willing. To continue to pass that down for generations because there will there will come a time people don't know know who i am and they might look and say who's who's this old guy in this old picture um but just passing down you know that they know jesus in their heart as their lord and savior i love it my son uh, he's 14 now uh, he, he yeah. said to me he's listening right he's looking yeah. at my eyes and talking similarly yeah he'll say dad is this one of your leadership uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yes matthew it is <laughs> Sometimes uh, it's 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 always so humbling too. I'll have my son. I'll be like, "All right, let's pray." He's like, "No, I don't want to pray." And <laughs> the game's on, Dad. Yeah, you're, you're down right beside him. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, tell me about that balance uh, with your family. You're an author. You're on podcasts. You're leading your school. Uh, again, taking care of your wife, your family. How do you balance all of that uh, with spending time with your family, with exercising? Like you were, wrote yeah. the word prioritize there. How do you balance it all? Again, always a work in progress. This year, my wife said to me, she said, hey, whatever you're doing to start this school year, keep doing it. And that was really encouraging to me mm -hmm. because we've had some rough patches. Last last year was rough as far as like, I, I try to use the word a lot, rhythm, like finding a family work rhythm. And last year with COVID in a new position, you know, it did, it did lay some challenges on relationships at home. And, and you really do, like you said, you have to prioritize it. Um, so I, I just today I was actually thinking about this. You almost have to come to a real realization that you can't do it all. And, and I think too many times we just want to do everything that we can. Like work, work is always going to be there. And I know I feel it in the morning sometimes when I know I didn't give my family my all the evening before or the weekend before. Like I'll feel that as I'm heading into work when I know that I didn't give them my all. So I think Part of it is being present. And again, that's an area I, I need to work at even more being. I love the quote, be where your feet are. So when I'm with my family, being 
being with them and, and being intentional with them. When I'm at work, you know, being where my feet are and being intentional because more than ever, work and home are are blended. Like you, you go to work, something's happening at home, you hear about working through it, or you're at home, work's cup, work's coming home too. So it's really trying to be as intentional as we can be. But I think I think also prioritizing that exercise. Like I used to work out when I taught, I would work out for an hour after school. I had a workout partner. And I think sometimes I think I need to get back into that hour when real when really I can do 15 to 20 minutes in the morning to really get me going with mm -hmm. that stage of life. So we know our rhythms, we know our families, we know our stages of life, and it's different for everyone. And, and I think unfortunately too often we compare to other people, whether we think they're not working hard enough or they're working too much or, and we watch other people, but everyone's in a different rhythm. Everyone's in a different stage of life, but it is, but it is so essential. And I never, I always want my family to think, to remember me as, Hey, he was always, he was always there when we needed me last. If I could share a story last yeah, summer, I, last summer, I met with a mentor of mine. He's not in education. He is a nonprofit hope international and, um, Keystone Custom Homes, but I, but I was sitting there and he he almost was like, hey, you're you're being really hard on yourself here. And he said, I want to I want to challenge you with something. He said, I want you to go home and I want you to write two letters to yourself as if as if it's 20 years from now. And I want you one letter to be you look back on, hey, things went well, you know that things went as you set out to be. And I want you to write another letter where you look back with regret. And you made some different mistakes. So I went home that weekend and I actually wrote it from the perspective of my oldest daughter. So she's 10 now. Uh, she was nine when I wrote it. So it was as if she was 29. And it was like I got two letters from her that I was reading. And so I, I wrote one like, hey, you know, you know, Dad, I, I know you were doing so much. Thanks for always being there. And, you know, a lot more detail than that. But then another letter where it was some regret and it would be my daughter saying, hey, I know a lot of people were pulling at you, but there were times we needed you some more at home. And and I know you meant a lot to a lot of people, but mom needed you during this time. Mm -hmm. And I actually went back to that those letters last fall because I realized I was falling into that that letter of regret. So I think it's always good to just that's part of what the book's about. Always just stopping, pausing, thinking through different things, reassessing how are we doing. Um, what season are we in right now? How do we adjust? How do we need to communicate? So that that was a powerful exercise for me, and I'd encourage anyone to do that as well. That is, uh, it is, Zach, and I, you know, mine are a little older now, and my kids finally gave me some room in the house. I said, kids, I got I have my fourth book coming out. You think I can have a desk maybe? <laughs> and uh, But I heard the basketball bouncing out in the yard the other day, and I was in typing, writing, you know? Yeah. And I just stopped typing on the computer, and I said, mm, you know, and I, and I went out there, and I, you know, yeah. I'm glad to be listening for that ball, and it goes uh, quick, right? We so just Sunday night, we were on my way home from visiting my grandmother, and in the car, I said, I told my wife, I just, I want 30 minutes before dinner to set the stage for my week. Oh, just give me 30 minutes, and then we go in, and the kids have Uno out, and they're like, Do you want to play? Ooh. And and in a way, my wife was telling me to do my work. She wants them to play yes. on their own a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I was like, I can't go do my work right now. My kids, my three kids are right here and they want to play Uno with me on a Sunday night. Like I, I will be able to take care of that half hour worth of work. I'll be able to do that. 
and but I have my kids right there. They're never going to be this exact age anymore. So I appreciate that story you shared about the basketball. It's, it just pauses you every once in a while. And you're like, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, Zach. I, I cherish my mornings also, uh, and I try to get a lot accomplished in that. What are some of your morning routine hacks? What are some of your morning strategies to get those things in and get up and get ready for work? Yeah. I. I pride myself on getting up early. I know it's not for everyone. So I, I like that 4.30, 4.45 where you're up nice and early. My wife does a nice job of setting the coffee machine. So I come out, pour a nice cup of black coffee every morning. And I, I have a, I don't, we don't have an office either. So my wife and I always joke, we have a corner in the kitchen that's piled up with my journals and books, all different things going on. But I have this, I have this chair that I sit at every morning and, it, and it's nice and dark. I love this time of year too, where you hear the crickets out there on these these cold, these cooler fall mornings. And I sit down, sometimes I just pause and, and sort of gauge where I am at mentally. Do I wake up right away feeling like, oh, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this. Uh, but then I, ha I have my Bible right there. I have my journal right there and, I, and I'll open up and I'll start diving into some scripture and, and journaling and really just getting thoughts out um, for the day, get thoughts out of reflection. I've started to use a five-year journal. I don't know if you've seen them. They're really nice where you don't write too much, but they're set up so you can look back at where you were a year ago. And then, so for example, in four years, I'll be able to look back what I did three years before that. And in this week I was looking at, it was a real, last year at this time, it was a really tough COVID year with or COVID week yeah. with, with quarantining. And I was like, whoa. And, but it's really neat to see that. So then I will go, I will go ahead and just have some of that quiet time there with the Lord. And then I've been really trying to get back in the habit of like a, a 20 minute exercise routine. That So I'll either I'll either lift weights. I'll I'll go for a walk, do a little bit of cardio to really get to get my blood flowing for the day, because I've also found I, I like to work out at night. But with where my family is and we talk about the rhythm of life, it just doesn't work out as I get home. Like it's, it doesn't work where I get home. They, the kids are waiting for me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go work out right now. I have a setup in my basement. That's a change I made. So just gradually building a home gym. But that that's a huge part of my morning routine as well. And something I, something I've learned over time is when I first got into administration, I thought I had to rush out the door. I thought I had to get that first email out there as early as could be. And I realized you don't have to do that. And so I'll even really feel out how, how things are going at home. Sometimes there's times I realize, hey, I need to go. My wife has a spot where she sits in the morning. Sometimes I just need to go sit right there beside her and catch up on, hey, how are we doing this week? What's coming up? Uh, how are you? And so just being uh, really attentive to the needs there of my wife as well. Awesome stuff, Zach. I, I, I'm enjoying this. And certainly it's good to hear those reminders. And uh, I have that journal and I've gotten away from doing it. So. I'm going to get back to it. Zach, before we get to rapid fire, what uh, what was something uh, that you wanted to share that I did not ask you? Great question. I, I've appreciated your questions because they, they've really uh, dug into the heart of, of who I am and who I'm trying to be. So I appreciate that. And I just think it's so important as we're out in leadership roles and, and it, I'm a big believer and everyone's a leader. So we all have, we have all influence in different ways, but really continuing to prioritize people in what we do. So, you know, prioritizing a heart so we can prioritize people. And then if I break down my acronym a little bit more, when we get to know people, then the E, we can empathize with them because we know them, uh, we know their desires, we know their struggles, so we can empathize with them. And then the O is 
we need to be able to, as I talk about, even with my family in the morning, observe then what they need because everyone just isn't the same. It's that whole idea of reading the room, the thermostat versus thermometer leadership, balcony in the dance floor, observing what people need. Um, and then being purposeful and maintaining those relationships as well. Because if you if you want uh, effective relationships, if you want fruitful relationships, we have to work at them every day. And then the L and the E, or the L is love people and encourage people. And I'm a huge believer in encouragement. First Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another just as the fact you're doing. So build it, just that building each other up in all that we're doing. So I think that's just so important, but it, it's so easy as leaders. And I've been there many times. And I always have to catch myself to get caught up in just leading what's big and what's visible. And there's all those little moments. And I talk about it in the book. I have a quote from Paul Tripp that our life's full of mundane little moments. And sometimes in leadership roles, we don't like necessarily those mundane little moments, but they're what's also preparing us for, for the big moments. So really embracing those little moments. I talk often about little moments. And I think about that at, at work, what I'm seeing at school and with my family as well. So I, I really appreciate being able to talk about people and really be able to talk about the heart and having a heart for people. I love it. Uh, prioritize, empathize, observe, purposeful, love, and encourage. You got awesome. it. Yeah, you got it. Awesome stuff. Uh, you know, I never, I never heard an acronym in the word people before, but that's pretty good, Zach. Yeah. All right, Zach, these are rapid fire. These are quick questions. Uh, right. First thing that comes to your head, are you ready? I'll give it a try. Let's go. Let's roll. We're gonna go faster than your family eating those Hamsies cookies. Here we go. What's the last? What's the last book you read? Last book I read was uh, "The Gift of Disillusionment," and it was by Peter Greer. And it oh, it's rapid fire. Sorry, I tried to talk too much. Go ahead. <laughs> Gift of also, uh, I got a, a Bob Golf book recently where I did the one page thing, and I haven't got any any further, but undistracted. So undistracted yeah uh last movie you saw last movie i saw i watched zootopia on sunday with my kids love it yeah love it. Good movie good movie judy hobbs does a nice job favorite dish favorite dish i love so i love a home casserole that my mom and my wife make called mm. chicken and grits mm. so that's my favorite dish big cheeseburger and french fry fan as well <laughs> you don't look like you eat a lot of cheese. <laughs> That's for sure. Your favorite place to travel? Favorite place to travel. So I have two places that mean a lot to me. Cape May, New Jersey. Spent a lot of time there with family. And St. Petersburg, Florida. Have a lot of good memories there with family as well. Nice. He said the word family 400 times this uh, <laughs> podcast. It obviously resonates again with the heart. Uh, your go-to administrative tool is? listen i think it, i think it's just listen so I, I keep track sometimes i'm like you run through your head who do i need to touch base with these that's that whole idea observe like I'm always thinking all right who, who haven't i checked in who need who do i need to listen to so listen a journal or blog you subscribe to um so i would say one of the blog <laughs> This might seem like a shameless plug, but I love reading Jimmy Costas' blog on Connect Ed. Uh, he just yeah. had a great blog out where he was talking about that story of the coffee bean. But I really appreciate him tying in like that educational leadership, but then also, you know, general leadership as well. Yeah. No, focused on, focused on fantastic. And I love his podcast, too. Yep. 
you shared a lot of passions. You shared a lot of uh, positivity. What's a pet peeve of yours? Something that gets under your skin. So, as, so as a positive person, and I know we often hear of maybe maybe this is maybe this is what it would be toxic positivity, where where people say that, and and I don't want to ever come across that way as well. I understand. Hey, things are things are tough. Um, but so sometimes when, when you're working with situations where there is a little more negativity, uh, just that there's another time where you just have to pause and take a step back. Uh, but like that, that, the whole concept of, hey, it's going to be OK, but understanding that everyone's not coming up at it from the same perspective. Yeah. A recent victory. Recent victory. You know, I'm going to share this. We've we've Kissel Hill Elementary holds two autistic support classrooms in the building. Um, tremendous challenge, but even more than a challenge, opportunity. And we have just been seeing some teachers, support staff, and kids and families thrive in those classrooms. And I'm, I'm just so encouraged by that. Great answer, man. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel, fill in the blank. I feel ready. I'm going to say it again. I feel ready to spend some time with family. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, how often do people spell your name wrong? Fairly frequently, I'll get the B-O-W-E-R. So that, okay. that's a little more popular where we are in Lancaster County, Bowermaster. My dad's from Western PA, Shanksville, PA. And I, it is a, it's a German name, but we get a lot of B-O-W-E-R-M-A-S-T. And, and, and how about the, the K on the front name or the H? Oh yeah, no, I get that all the time. Yeah. So it, it's just Z, it uh, it's just Z A Z A C. So actually, when you had me look at that at the beginning of the show, I didn't even double check that. <laughs> I get the C and the K, I get the H and the K a lot, but it is just Z A C. Well, it's not that hard when your name's on an awesome book like this. So. <laughs> all right. Well, you just said Western PA, so I think I know the answer. But Steelers or Eagles? Um, I'm Eagles. I'm Eagles. Whoa. Yeah. I, I mean, I have family with a lot of ties to the Steelers, but but I'm Eagles. Uh, I'm a fantasy football fan. That messed me up in, in team sports a little bit, but but I'm an Eagles fan. Phillies or Pirates? Phillies. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be tough for you and I to be close. <laughs> I'm going to send you a copy Tales from the Hardwood. Philadelphia fans are the toughest ones, man. Yeah. Uh, this – this past summer, we were in St. Petersburg, and we're trying. I'm going to start going to some baseball stadiums. So we saw the Rays, and they were playing the Pirates. Okay, so got to see the Pirates and Rays down in St. Pete. A little black and gold there. Um, two words to describe yourself. One word I'm going to say is steadfast. I think my wife would describe me as steadfast. That that dutifully firm, unwavering. Hey, a lot of different things are going to be going on, but uh, I'm going to be right there. Even though maybe at times she and others want a little bit more out of me steadfast um and and, I, and i'm going to use a word so this was almost the title of the word so i'm going to pull a stretch and i'm going to stretch this one but humble confidence and it was almost called leading with the heart of humble confidence and just you know being confident but understanding that that confidence comes from an underlying humbleness that i can do nothing on my own apart from god so so sent out to to be confident in god and and you know, lead other people. But as I said, humble enough to know apart from him, I can do nothing. Beautiful. Um, one thing you're curious about. One thing I'm curious about 
you know what? I, I'm curious about th this next phase of life as my kids become teenagers, as, a, as I'm as I'm getting a little, as I start to get a little bit older, um, just, you know, that again, a new phase of life. I feel like I've been in this phase of life for a really long time. All three kids under 10. We've been here for a while. It's the only it's the only thing I know in life. But we're about to now enter the 10 to 20s. And, and I want I want to I want to thrive during those years. Surviving and thriving, baby. <laughs> Zach, I got your website here below. Uh, you were fantastic today. What? How can people get in touch with you? Yep. So ZachBowermaster.com is the website. Also a Twitter, Instagram at ZBowermaster. And you can also find me on Facebook as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, Zach, you have a quote. You said a lot of wonderful things today. Do you have a favorite quote you want to end us with? I'm going to one I one that just always I always have to go back to and it's from Craig Rochelle small disciplines done consistently lead to big results over time. Mm, and that, say that's, that one more time. Small disciplines done consistently lead to big results over time. And that's that if you're thinking about writing a book don't just picture the end product you, you have to start somewhere. If you're thinking about working out you don't have to think Oh, I need to do this for 21 days, win one day at a time. If you're, whether you're struggling with eating or not, the small disciplines done daily. And as I said, I'm not perfect at it, but it's something I always need to remind myself about. Zach Bowermaster, Pennsylvania. Zach, you were great here today. Guys, check out his book here, Leading uh, with the Humble Heart, uh, you know, produced uh, through uh, Connect Ed Publishing, Jimmy Casas. So, Zach, I appreciate a few minutes today, and uh, you know you got one person inspired here. If it, hey. you know, you reach somebody. Yeah, hey, that's all that matters. And I really appreciate your time. I appreciate the platform to be able to talk about some things I'm passionate about, connect and learn from you as well. So thank you. Yeah, well, check him out, guys. His website is there, and uh, Zach, appreciate you coming on. Uh, I am Andrew Murata at Andrew Murata Twenty One, and if I could help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out. This is show number 224. We're going to sign off. Uh, again, Hansy's Cookies, the Bowermaster family is going to get a package here this week. Uh, but check them out. Uh, Marada15 is that discount code. Zach, hang tight. I'll be right with you. Uh, we're going to sign off here, everyone, on uh, education, leadership, and beyond. Surviving and thriving. Bam. Bam.